Sam Fairmont. Uh, thank you very much uh, to the Euro Center uh, and uh, especially to Julian and Carissa to welcome us to this event. Uh, then, um, my um, presentation is uh, a critique to the two illusions of moral uh, deliberation in the uh, social intuitionists. Um, this paper uh, has four parts. Uh, firstly, I will present a central point, the central points of the social intuitionists of Jonathan Haidt. Next, I shall expose the model of public deliberation in this neuropsychological theory. Then, I shall analyze the two illusions uh, which, according to Haidt, uh, govern uh, moral deliberation. And finally, I will recapitulate some conclusions. Uh, the concept uh, high force of deliberative process is uh, largely uh, indebted to two central tenets of social intuitionism. Uh, the intuitive origin of moral judgment, uh, link uh, one, and uh, the biased uh, nature of reason, the line uh, two. With according to link one, uh, moral judgments are the consequence of intuitions, a kind of unconscious uh, evaluation as good or bad of an object. In addition, uh, intuition imprints on the person an attitude, that is to say, a psychological disposition of affective character which uh, places us for or against an object, and over which the person has no control. The point here is that the concept uh, that Hyde um, has about um, the attitude is indebted to um, uh, Stevenson, the philosopher, the motivist philosopher. Uh, on the other hand, concerning uh, the link to uh, reasoning, um, reasoning does not uh, evaluate reality in a neutral way. Uh, to produce adjustment. Uh, it is generally a biased uh, process guided by the subject's desires and preferences and aimed at justifying a previous judgment. In Hyde's words, uh, judgment is like the dog and reasoning is the tail. He uh, makes this metaphor uh, in contrast to the rationalist theory of moral judgment. So, <coughs> rationalist theory, uh, the reasoning uh, is uh, fixed and then is judgment, high says no, it's in the contract. Huh? Okay. <coughs> uh, this affective origin of moral judgment and the biased nature of reasoning will have a key influence on deliberation. According to Hyde, when someone uh, participates in a debate, they do not do so in order to form an opinion through reflection. On the contrary, people enter in the debate with a fixed opinion, based in an attitude. This fact ties the entire deliberative process. It is transformed into an exchange of various uh, reasons I aimed at defending the position towards uh, which uh, the person holds a uh, positive attitude. This thesis will lead high to reject the traditional model of deliberation noting that it is based on two illusions, 
according to the fields, the work to the illusion. In the debate, each interlocutor believes that he is driven by a criterion of justice and tries to articulate arguments he considers reasonable in order to convince his adversaries. The second illusion, the what the other dogs the illusion, is the belief that the adversary motivated in the same way, will evaluate the arguments, will accept that they are better than her own, and will change her opinion. For I, uh, the proof of these two illusions is found <coughs> in the fact that habitually the comparison of arguments and evidence does not lead to agreement in a dialogue, but rather to the polarization of positions. In fact, the confirmation bias, uh, so as confirmation via so, the comparison of evidence does not produce a change of opinion in the interlocutor. This is the, uh, it, it can be so in political discussions, political debates, people uh, deliberate, but they uh, don't agree uh, never. Uh, this impossibility of agreement by means of argument leads files uh, to conclude that deliberation does not consist in a conflict between diverse criteria of justice on the basis of arguments. It consists in a confrontation of attitudes which makes impossible the rational agreement. However, uh, Hyde uh, will argue that deliberative process can succeed and that it is possible to change the opinion of our interlocutor. In order for this to be possible, it is enough to transform the attitude of the interlocutor so that she adopts another, similar to the one's own. Specifically, the deliberative process will consist in a mechanism of, of uh, emotional persuasion by ways of means three, one, two, three, one, Sure. Uh, in order to bring the interlocutor to share our point of view, creating fitting intuitions in the opponent. In order to achieve design, the most effective resources will be metaphors and other rhetorical elements. This is one of the main points of neuropolitics. Marco and Hyde in the religious mind. Uh, Hyde in the religious mind uh, is in eight years of uh, this idea, a key of the uh, political, to, to, the, to his approach to uh, politics. Mm. It is in this way that the interlocutor will change his opinion, not as a result of a reflection on arguments and evidence. Uh, now, is, real is rational deliberation really subject to the two illusions noted by Hyde. To answer this question, I shall analyze the two illusions on which Hyde believes that rational judgment is based. Let us begin by the first one. Uh, according to Hyde, there is a disconnection between moral judgments, which came from intuitions, and the force of confabulatory reasons that people believe are the foundation of their judgments. Now, uh, uh, if that disconnection were true, uh, that is to say, if Hyde were uh, right, 
a person who live impressioned in what Adela Cortina calls moral schizophrenia. The person will be conscious of the moral judgments she makes, but the, uh, but the true motives for which she makes them will remain completely out of her control because the person doesn't know that uh, moral judgments came from intuition. The person thinks that moral judgments came from reasons, but that's not true. Moral judgments came from intuition. So the person uh, doesn't know the reality. Um, on, in, the, the, in the same way, the reasons she produces will all be the consequence of a confabulation of which the person will be unaware. Adela Cortina says that the moral schizophrenia uh, of Hyde's approach is not real. In other words, that uh, this psychological analysis doesn't correspond to the way in which people make moral judgments. Moral judgments cannot be divided into a chain of psychological processes, uh, as, is, uh, as is claimed by social intuitivists. On the contrary, the formation of moral judgments is by this very nature reflected. So, in other words, the psychological approach uh, can explain completely the uh, moral judgment. Uh, when making moral judgments, people take into account at least two elements noted by Aristotle in the Nicomachean Ethics. The first one is attention to circumstances. As Aristotle says us, moral judgments are made by means of phronesis or practical wisdom. That is, from the reasoned evaluation of the circumstances of the case. Depending on the, of the circumstances taken into account, uh, one judgment or another will be made. Uh, in the same way, when the circumstances uh, being, being taken into account change, the judgment will change. For example, a teacher who sees that a pupil uh, always arrives late to lessons will think that he is a sleepy head. He likes very late to sleep and, and he comes later to class. However, if the teacher discovers that the cause of his uh, lateness is that he is poor and walks from a long way away, uh, a new variable will appear which will change his judgment. He will say, no, he is not a sleepy head. He is poor and he yeah. So, moral judgment is uh, always made within a rational, considered, con uh, moral judgment is made within a rational, considered context. The second element noted by Hyde is intentionality. Only to the extent to which we can attribute intentionality to the subject of the action, uh, can we say that her action is moral or immoral? And for this, we require, in addition, the use of reflection. Let us remember on this point the pertinent Aristotelian distinction between voluntary, involuntary, and non-voluntary actions. Uh, let us turn to the second illusion, the expectation of rational convincing. At this, uh, a first critic to this illusion 
is that uh, social entrepreneurs can distinguish two forms of communication noted by deliberative democracy, especially noted by Habermas, uh, bargaining and deliberation. Bargaining could be illustrated by a married couple who try to decide in which restaurant to have dinner. Here we, can, uh, we encounter a, a situation where both parties defend private preferences. Nevertheless, both will use arguments relating to the price, the distance of the uh, establishment from their home, the quality of the menu, etc. The discussion can be prolonged without the, argu uh, without the arguments explicitly producing any agreement, since the preferences and attitudes towards the kind of restaurant are opposed. Okay. Uh, the point is that in bargaining, the positions expressed uh, express preferences, interests, or desires fixed prior to negotiation. For example, dining in either a Chinese or a Mexican restaurant. In the same way, the reasons expressed uh, by each subject are uh, aimed at changing the attitude of the interlocutor towards uh, whether is proposed by the speaker. But if this is so, the couple are not deliberating, rather each one is trying to impose their preferences by persuasion. However, deliberation has a character distinct uh, from that of bargaining. It is not in the, as it is not in deliberative democracy, in deliberation, the person is in fact guided by a criterion of justice, directed at the common good, and presupposes that the others are true. This criterion of justice has two fundamental characteristics. In the first place, in the first place it is intersubjective. By the mere fact of arguing, the subjects implicitly have an expectation of achieving the understanding and agreement of everyone. On the other hand, the criterion of justice is independent of our uh, preferences and interests. Consequently, anyone defending a proposal by means of reasons does so because he believes uh, he believes it, uh, it is the best, or at least more just than the alternatives, not because it is the proposal that best satisfies her own interests. The claim of intersubjectivity and, in consequence, of rational convincing is so constituent elements of the deliberative process. Deliberation is uh, based on a reciprocal expectation of rational convincing. Each subject uh, expresses his arguments in the hope of rationally, rationally convincing the others and at the same time accepts that he might be convinced by another better argument. So deliberation becomes an adjustment of beliefs in the light of recognition of the best argument. <coughs> A second criticism is that Pike is not uh, capable of recognizing that deliberation uh, has a moral dimension. In deliberation, 
the interlocutors mutually recognize each another as a subject of work of uh, sorry. Uh, in the liberation, the interlocutors mutually recognize each other as subjects worthy of respect. This implies an obligation to draw on reasons that the other can rationally accept, uh, together with a uh, readiness to be convinced by the better arguments of the other. On the other hand, anyone participating in a debate presupposes a reciprocal expectation of moral motivation that of being guided by universal interests, not by private preferences. Anyone who did not respect this obligation and was guided by selfish interests would not truly be deliberating, but rather negotiating in the sense of this reciprocal expectation of convincing that is articulated by deliberation. For all uh, these reasons, Hyde's error becomes manifest. In re uh, the reflective origin of moral judgments and the expectation of convincing, far from being illusions, constitute fundamental assumptions on which deliberation is based. Also, there will only be a true deliberative process where the subjects serve an ethical attitude towards the negotiation Sorry, towards the recognition of the best arguments, and nobody has an unethical attitude aimed at uh, imposing their own interests, as the authors of deliberative democracy know. For this reason, Hyde's emotive assumptions relating to his understanding of judgments. Um, sorry, for this reason, Hyde's emotive assumptions relating uh, to his understanding of judgment, reasoning, or attitude prevent social intuitionist theory from being a suitable approach to the deliberative process. 